When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au, predict Australia's score with a crystal ball, and it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semifinals, all thanks to McDonald's. Maccas, together and loving it. TNCs apply. Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au, predict Australia's score with a crystal ball, and it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semifinals, all thanks to McDonald's. Maccas, together and loving it. TNCs apply. That's six more. That's beautifully timed. He absolutely pummeled that. Bears and Izzy are talking cricket. Thanks to Razine, New Zealand's most trusted paint brand for the past 10 years. Yes, Razine has been New Zealand's most trusted paint brand for the past 10 years, and it's time to talk some cricket, thanks to them. Here in New Zealand, our biggest issue, Kane Williamson's elbow. Across the ditch in Australia, well, it's a very public war of words between the past legends of the game and the current crop. Up north in the UK, where do we start? Wholesale changes across the ECB have been made, and the angst about where English cricketers can even be felt all the way down here in the plus six four. Stephen Finn, he's an Englishman. He's well across this, former English. Well, he's not former. He might make a comeback, actually. He does wonderful work as well for the BBC in the commentary box these days, and he's taken our call today. It's a very good evening to you, Finney. Lovely to talk to you here, mate. Good morning. Yeah, it's good to uh, it's good to speak to you guys. Um, nice to hear your voice again. Thank you, Finny. I've got Izzy here with me as well, and uh, we're going to ask some hard hitting hey, questions of you now that you're a, a pundit and and well across the the world of uh, critiquing these current day players. Uh, what is going on with your rabble, by the way, Gee? It is a rabble. Oh, mate, it's hard to say, isn't it? At the moment, it's um. It's in turmoil, really. I think the Australia series obviously um, made it hard work for um, for the boys down there. I mean, I was there watching, and it was tough watching it. Um, and I didn't have to deal with the day to day of playing out there in the Ashes this time round. It was it was like a paid holiday for me, to be quite frank. It was um, very pleasant, but um, yeah, it was. Um, it's not been a great few weeks for English cricket. Um, Andrew Strauss has come in and made some. Um, pretty decent changes um, as we're seeing them now no Stuart Broad, no James Anderson um, in this current test match squad over in um, in the West Indies which is going to be really interesting to see how that develops and how that works um, but yeah, a big change and I think there's been three test matches out of the last 177 that neither Stuart Broad or James Anderson have played so it's quite a monumental, monumental moment yeah, it's huge, it's huge, mate. Thank you so much for joining us, Steve. It's Izzy here on Bears and Izzy. I'm Bears' co-host. Great to have you on the show, mate. Yeah, did you expect these changes? Anderson and Broad particularly, 320 caps between them, 1,177 test wickets. Huge ton of experience there. Did you expect them to be gone? 
Um, yeah, well, no, it's nice to chat to you too, mate. Um, I hope Baz is looking after you. He, um, he's looked after me a few times over the course of my career um, when I've played with and against him. But it's, uh, I, I don't think I really anticipated these changes. No, especially with the other huge changes that have mm. happened at the moment with the change of coach, the change of director of cricket, um, the chief executive under big pressure. Um, you'd think that if they wanted some stability and some leadership right now, that those two would be your go-to men. Um, but the people in charge, the selection committee and um, the people who've been charged with taking this forward over the next short period of time have decided that they're not necessarily in, um, in West Indies. And it's fair to say that there's, um, there's been a slight bit of backlash here in the UK. Mm. Yeah, you're spot on, Finney. Just You know both Jimmy and, and Brody so well as well. How do you think they will deal with this and do you think they'll be angry do you think they'll respond in in a in a vocal sort of uh public way or they'll just go about their work um it's hard to say really i think that um they'll be very wary of not wanting to upset the apple cart too much um because i i know that they both want to keep playing I've spoken to both, not in the last 48 hours since this news is broken, but um, I've spoke to them over the course of the last three, four, five months, and they're both very motivated to keep playing, um, at least until the next Ashes series, which is 18 months away in the UK. So um, I, I don't think that they'll be particularly vocal about it. I think they'll be honest to say that they're disappointed, um, but we've certainly seen Stuart Broad do some emotional TV interviews before when he's been left out of squads um, and and I don't think that that's the way that they'll go this time around but certainly they'll be disappointed Oh they'll be angry for sure, I got dropped for the World Cup, it absolutely sucks but they'll be back, they'll find the hunger and they'll find the drive and they'll definitely be back mate you can't leave experience and, and class out of the side for too long hey, um, Quickly just Tell us about the situation. Andrew Strauss has come in, and obviously Paul Collingwood's the coach. Who who is making all these decisions? Who who is the big the big man here and making all these key decisions? I'm kind of just getting a bit more of an understanding that Andrew Strauss has come in and he's just wielding the axe and and making the big calls. Has Paul Collingwood got any say? Well, I think that he'll have been consulted. So as far as I understand it, the selection committee for this tour would have been. James Taylor, who Baz would have played against, I think, um, when he was playing for England. Um, Andrew Strauss. Joe Root would have been consulted, definitely, um, after they'd decided to keep him on as captain. Um, and Paul Collingwood would have been consulted as well. But whether he'd have had a deciding vote in one of those selection committee meetings, I'm not sure. So um, th that makes the decision even stranger because just because leaving a massive duo like those guys out in this situation seems like a, a massive call. Um, but again, Andrew Strauss has been very direct, especially when he was captain of the England team and when he was director of cricket before his wife sadly passed away. Um, he was very clear about the direction that he wanted to take the team in. Um, and Baz has shown when he was captain and has been involved with teams, there's a very clear direction with which those teams want to travel in. So maybe he's got um, his eye on an end game. And I think he alluded to that in his, um, in his press conference slightly. Um, but he's, he's a man with a lot of clarity and this must be part of that. Mm. Yeah, it's really interesting, Finney, I guess, like, because Strauss has come in and he's in the chair at the moment, but it's very 
it's very much an interim role, right? Like where all these changes, where does it end to the point where we go, right, now we've got a, a clear direction of where we're going. Now how do we piece all of this back together and who are the people that are going to start to piece it together? And, and who in your mind are those people for, say, a director of cricket role, um, a head coach role? We're both very good friends with Owen Morgan and he's been incredibly successful at the helm of the, the white ball side. Has he got a role now, his career's sort of winding down? very much like Andrew Strauss did, where he could step into a role and, and sort of provide a little bit of that leadership and clarity, perhaps? Um, so the way that I see it right now is that I think that there's going to be a split role between the Test Match team and the White Ball team, because I think there's just so much cricket at the moment that it's impossible to burden one man with the task of managing all three teams in all three formats. Um, and try and remain upbeat and, and um, able to motivate the teams in the right manner and prepare them for the game. So I see a split role. I think that it's important that we develop some English coaches that are capable of coaching in international cricket because you don't always want to be looking outside of your own house um, for those leaders within that. Um, and I, so I think that there'll be an English coach for the white ball team, and I think that they'll be supported by Owen Morgan as the captain of that white ball team and the person who's really led the resurgence or has definitely led the resurgence of white ball cricket in England. Um, and I think that over time, maybe he will develop more of a role um, to, to go into the management side of things. But I think for the time being, it's the white ball team looks after itself, and that can really provide an English coach with the support that they need to learn the ropes of international cricket um, and then I think the test match team is the one that really needs looking at and I think that we'll see some overseas influence in that regard um, who the personnel are I'm not sure I know Gary Kirsten was linked but I'm not sure how much he would want the job with the time away from home um, but I think that the test match team is really where that direction is needed yeah totally agree actually that one day and T20 sides are, are in very good hands, aren't they? It's just a test team, which is a complete rabble at the moment. Um, Finney, what about uh, one thing that you must be just delighted with is just the, the fallout and animosity which is going on in Australian cricket at the moment. You boys must be loving that. <laughs> <laughs> it's, uh, it's nice to direct some attention away from us, actually. Every time you flick open on some sort of cricket article, it's about, oh, England, what changes are being made? But, yeah... Um, to see, uh, to look over, it must be nice for you guys too to look over the Tasman and just see um, a little bit of chaos over there. <laughs> Mate, what about uh, what about you? You're obviously doing a little bit of uh, the commentary stuff and a bit of punditry, and and you still still got the boots on. And and what uh, what's life like for Stephen Finn at the moment? Well, life for me has changed slightly since you the last seen me, Baz. So I've moved counties from Middlesex to Sussex. So I'm currently living in, um, in Brighton on the south coast, um, currently looking out my front window, and I can see the ground um, from my flat. So I've not got too far to stumble um, on the morning of a four-day game when I've bowled 40 overs already. That's, um, that's going to be a good positive <laughs> to it. Um, yeah, certainly... Um, Looking forward to getting involved with my new team down here. It's a very young team and sort of a different stage of my career, I suppose, in trying to help young players develop and get better whilst also using that to motivate myself and get the best out of myself in these last few years 
of playing, but definitely have enjoyed the punditry side of things and um, and going around and watching cricket without having to prepare for it um, in the same manner throughout the winter is certainly something that I've enjoyed, as, as I'm sure um, you would know, Baz, from, from the punditry stuff that you've been doing, which I've loved listening to, by the way. Oh, thank you, Guy. Very kind, Guy. Likewise, mate, we look forward to, when England come down here, we'll, we'll get you a part of the Spark Sport commentary team and we'll be able to show you around the places that you used to visit when you were down here playing for Otago as well. Hey, um, mm. oh, Izzy, what I should, I probably should have told you is, so Finney and Tim Southey are very good mates as well. So Yeah, that's, okay. Um, yeah, so you know what, you know Southey. Ah, makes know, sense. Makes <laughs> sense. Makes sense. Tell us about your time in Dunedin. Tell us about your time with Baz and Dunners. Anything you can share that might we might be able to clip and put on our Instagram? <laughs> Well, it's early in the morning over there, so I better be careful exactly what I say. But um, no, the first time that I met um, that I met Baz and the boys from Otago, it was like walking into a into a nightclub that had a very good smoke machine in the bathroom. All the boys were sucking back curries in the bathroom, stressed out because, including the coach, stressed out because we just been rolled out for 60 or something against Northern Districts, I think it was. Um, and, you know, walked in there for a leak and um, it, I had to sift through the smoke to be able to get to the urinal. Oh. <laughs> stress, <laughs> stress relief bears. Oh my goodness. <laughs> yeah, it is professional. Love it. Yes, it <laughs> That was the olden days, so of course. We're very professional these days. But, uh, Finney, mate, we'll, uh, we'll let you go, but we really appreciate you taking the time to speak to Izzy and myself here on, on Baz and Izzy for breakfast. And as always, your, your views are uh, very much appreciated and so eloquently put across as well. Such a, a wonderful wordsmith you are, Finney. Appreciate everything, mate. Yeah. Cheers, no, Finney. Thanks for having me, boys. All right. Awesome. Take care. Absolute legend, Stephen Finn. Champion dude. He's still got a bit of kick in him too. Don't worry about that, mate. When he when mm. he came to Otago, he bowled rockets. So Jamie Howe, yeah. who used to play for New Zealand, obviously CD batsman, probably one of the best short yeah. ball players that that I've played with um, in in New Zealand. And Stephen Firm were playing at um, Bert Sutcliffe Oval, which is a pretty quick and bouncy surface there in Christchurch, out at Lincoln. And Finney split Jamie Howe's helmet, literally split it on the peak. It just opened right up. He bowled rockets and just hit him on the helmet. And Jamie, even Jamie Howe was jumping around a little bit. He was, um, when he Ooh. first exploded on the scene, he was up there with one of the quickest going around. He would have been 150 when he first arrived. Yeah. And he's had a few injuries and things, yeah, and, and a couple of sort of um, setbacks along the way. But he's still got a little bit of kick in him, and hopefully he can rediscover his best form for... Uh, for Sussex as well, but a wonderful human being, mate. Absolute champion fella and great guy to to uh, to be around. It's pretty cool that he, he jumped on the show with us as well. I'll introduce you to him when he gets down to these shores. I think you'll have a good time. Sounds good, Bess. Sounds mm. good. Uh, what have we got yeah, coming up, mate? What have we got coming up? We're going to catch up with Paulie, the party starter. Paulie Moati, the party starter, coming up. Shortly, that was Stephen Finn. Great to chat to him. And Baz, quickly, maybe those changes that they've made, four uncapped changes they've brought into the side, maybe they're going to come in and, and make a difference. be interesting to watch it all 
transpire over the next couple of weeks in the tour of West Indies. But great get for Stephen Finn. We'll be back shortly with Paulie Moati, the party starter. You're listening to Baz and Izzy for breakfast. Thanks to the Chemist Warehouse. Great savings every day.